Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having an epic day. Epic. Because why would, why, why would I hope for anything less for you? All right. So in the last episode of the podcast, I talked about the assumptive sales position, taking an assertive as opposed to a passive approach in our relationships with our donors in closing. And remember, when we talk about closing, we often have what I think is a faulty way of thinking about closing. We think about closing as in closing the gift, but the fundraising process isn't cultivation followed by solicitation, followed by objections, followed by closing. Um, it's it, it presents neatly that way, but that's not really how it works. The fundraising process is really a series of micro commitments, right? An early micro commitment would be agreeing to a visit or agreeing to come to an event or agreeing to travel to go to an event or to travel to visit campus or to meet with the dean, right? Like lots of micro commitments. And I shared this quote from Jeb Blount in his book, Objections. This is what the whole last episode was about. Um, this quote from the book Objections by Jeb Blount, where he said, we've tracked thousands of sales interactions across a diverse set of industries. And when salespeople demonstrate confidence and ask assertively for what they want, appointments, next steps, buying commitments, prospects say yes, 50 to 70% of the time. And conversely, non-assertive, insecure, I don't want to seem pushy request have a 10 to 30% success rate. Okay, so if you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. All right, because so often, us fundraisers, we don't want to seem pushy. And by not wanting to seem pushy, we come across as weak and pathetic as if we are begging for people to meet with us or we are begging for people to give us money. But the fundraiser ought to ask for the visit or ask for the gift standing up, all right? And I don't mean that literally, although, all right, if you've ever read any books or listened to any books, and if you haven't, I recommend them. If you've ever read or listened to any books by Brian Tracy, he will tell you to literally make your phone calls standing up, right? But that's another topic. I'm talking about standing up figuratively. You ask for the visit or you ask for the gift with confidence because you are a world changer. You are making things happen and you have something great to offer to the donor. And check out this book, Objections by Jeb Blunt. Um, 
I think it's great on this idea of micro commitments. All right. But along with Blunt, as I was pulling out this quote for our last podcast, I was reminded of another line from another famous sales book, Jeffrey Gitmer, and his book, The Little Red Book of Selling. So he echoes Blunt in talking about the assumptive sales position. Uh, he says that the assumptive sales position is the strongest selling strategy in the world, but he adds, here's what he adds. He adds that when you pair an assertive request with excellence throughout the sales process, the probability of getting a yes goes even higher. All right, so the last episode of the podcast, we talked about the assertive or the assumptive sales position. All right, what I want to talk about now is excellence throughout the sales process. And this is, right, this is what this really is. This is an everything matters mentality. Everything matters. All right, so we were working with a client just recently, and the staff member was preparing materials to be emailed to a committee. And we didn't like the way the materials were formatted. All the content was there. We didn't like the way they were formatted. So we asked her, hey, clean this up. And she did everything we requested, everything we requested. But in the process, she copied and pasted something. And when she pasted it into the new document, the fonts and the colors were off. And so we were like, fix this and send it back to us. And she fixed it. And then we found other things to fix. Right. And then and then other things to fix. And it's like, I'm, I'm afraid as we do this, I'm afraid she's thinking, really? Like, do these details really matter? And the answer is yes. Everything matters. All right. Anyone who's ever heard me speak at any conference, if you've ever been in a conference with me, you've heard me talk about Starbucks. Right. Sitting where we are today, it's hard for any of us to remember or really appreciate how much Starbucks changed our culture and changed the way we Americans think about and consume coffee. And Starbucks did this not necessarily by offering better coffee, although the coffee they offered was better than the 25 cent coffee people were accustomed to getting from 7-Eleven on their way to work 40 years ago. It was better coffee, but it wasn't necessarily the better coffee that that allowed them to change our culture the way they did. Starbucks did this by adopting an everything matters mentality. The best experiences you've ever had with any company, any business you visit, any product you buy, the best experiences you have are built on a foundation of tiny, seemingly insignificant details that the casual observer will never notice. It's the fonts. It's the signage. I, I have a friend who's a photographer and I saw, he's great. I, Casey and I, we both, we both lived in Guatemala at the same time. I love Casey. Um, and he posted a photo on his Instagram account and he wrote in the caption, I pulled it up for this podcast. He wrote, uh, working on some Southern Utah fine art picks for the walls of an office space in St. George. This office is going to be stunning by the time we are done. All right, here's what he adds. Remember, the way you do one thing reflects the way you do everything. Ooh, 
The way you do one thing reflects the way you do everything. Generic art in your office says, we just threw this together, or even, we don't care. Does the art in your office matter? You bet it does. Everything matters. Fonts matter. Art matters. The way you're dressed matters. The way you peep, uh, the way you greet people at your doors matters. All right. So if you've seen me speak at a conference, you've probably seen me hold up a copy of the book, The Starbucks Experience by Joseph McKelly. In that book, he has all right. He has this line. He says, even when customers don't consciously track the details, those details, whether managed well or overlooked, often result in the lingering impression that customers have of a company. So, all right, what is the lingering impression that your donors have of your organization? We can level up ourselves and we can level up our organizations simply by acknowledging that everything matters, right? Just acknowledge it. Just say it. Just admit it. Embrace it. E even if you sometimes fall short and you say like, man, I'm not doing as well as I'd like to do, but you acknowledge everything matters. Like just doing that will be a step in the right direction. Like, do you believe it? In the end, our organizations are nothing more than the sum total of all of our actions, right? If all of our individual actions are excellent, whether that's preparing for and scripting meetings, whether it's formatting letters, whether it's doing landscaping on campus, if all of our individual actions are done excellently, our organization will be known for excellence, right? And, and, Right. If you're a campus and you have if you have crappy landscaping, that says something about you. If you have beautiful landscaping, that says something about you. And we will create lingering impressions in the minds of our donors and everyone who interacts with us and our institutions. Whether we have crappy landscaping or beautiful landscaping. All of our actions are the building blocks by which we build successful lives and successful organizations. All right, so I, I love reminding myself and reminding people I work with, organizations I work with, my family, about the butterfly effect. I first read about the butterfly effect years ago when I was reading a book by, yes, here I am recommending another book. I was reading a book by another author that I love, Harry Beckwith. Um, and he's writing about the butterfly effect. All right, you can go to YouTube and you can watch videos on the butterfly effect. This is a thing people talk about. Um, I'm going to end this podcast by reading a little snippet from Harry Beckwith. Because this was my introduction to the butterfly effect years ago. So just before I clicked record on this podcast, I pulled this book off my bookshelf. And when I did that, I got super sidetracked. Because I was looking for this little excerpt on the butterfly effect, which I was sure I had marked up, circled and underlined and asterisked. And I had, but the problem was, is that I had marked up, circled, underlined, asterisked like half the book. This book is fantastic. Um, Selling the Invisible is the book. Uh, by the way, important concept for us in the nonprofit community, right? So often we are selling an idea. 
And the butterfly effect is basically the idea that little causes can bring about big effects. Uh, scientifically, this came about by a, someone studying this idea that, like, can the flap of a butterfly wing, right, can the flap of a butterfly's wings in Singapore affect a hurricane in North Carolina? And scientifically, the answer is yes. Right, this is the butterfly effect. Little causes big results. And the butterfly effect is also true in our world. So in this book, Harry Beckwith writes about a butterfly named Roger. All right, so here's Harry Beckwith writing about a butterfly named Roger. He writes, okay, this is Harry Beckwith writing. I'm just reading here from this book. September 16th, 1993. A Minneapolis man remembered that Dayton's suit department had promised they would have his summer weight jacket repaired and ready by that afternoon. The executive approached the register and was quickly met by an energetic, dark-haired clerk named Roger. I'm here for the jacket, the executive said. Three minutes later, Roger returned from alterations with bad news. Sorry, the jacket's not ready. The executive had barely started to complain that his heart was set on getting the jacket when Roger disappeared, shouting, be right back. Almost as quickly, Roger returned. They will do it right now and we'll have the jacket in five minutes. I promise, he said. The customer reacted as most people would. He was touched. Actually, he was more than touched. Their clerk had gone so far out of his way that the customer now felt indebted to him. While the customer waited, he started walking through the aisles. He spotted a handsome brown Hugo Boss jacket with a matching price tag of $575. Naturally, the story ends with the executive buying the $575 jacket. But not only did he do that, he also had to buy a $110 pair of black slacks and a $55 brown, black, and white striped tie to match them. Okay, here we go. In seconds, a tiny flap of a butterfly's wings. Roger's dash up to alterations. It created a $740 sale. Not to mention... All of the publicity Dayton's is getting right here in this book for Roger's gesture. The morning after the sale, okay, listen to this. The morning after the sale, the senior buyer in Dayton's men's suits department received the sales figures on his computer screen. And he probably thought to himself, oh, I sold another of those Hugo Boss jackets. And he probably complimented himself crediting his shrewd buying and understanding of his customers. But Dayton's buyer did not sell the jacket. Roger did, with a gesture almost as tiny as the flap of a butterfly's wings. All right, Beckwith ends this section of the book with this line, be a Roger and hire Rogers. Flap your wings. All right. Um, be a butterfly. Create a culture of butterflies. Excellence throughout the sales process or the fundraising process. 
an everything matters mentality, service, right? Serving the donor. Embrace the idea that little things you do today could have huge results. All right. That's all I've got for you today. I Hey, by the way, I love creating experiences for my donors, for your donors. I love helping organizations figure out ways they can create experiences and elevate their everything matters mentality. Um, so I'd love to work with you on this. Um, email me, email me, uh, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. And pick up, seriously, pick up Joseph McKelly's book, The Starbucks Experience. Um, there are lots of other good books on this topic I recommend. There's uh, a book on Disney. It's actually published by Disney. It's called Be Our Guest, another great book you can read on this topic. Um, there's a book on Nordstrom called The Nordstrom Way, another excellent book. Um, so check those out. All right. Seriously, now, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Have an epic, yes, have an epic day. All right, Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorguestfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.